0: On the 13th day of Christmas my true love gave to me Exploitation of our insecurities It's Podmas bitches I'm scrolling TikTok at 3am because my nervous system's too fucked to go to sleep and I feel too anxious to put my phone down Is that why I'm having an existential crisis? There are always going to be a million other things you could have decided to do (laughs) I'm broken We need to stop saying bitches in the intro. We're gonna be brand friendly this episode because we wanna get. Brand sponsorships for We're All Like Other Girls. Before the gyms and all of the health establishments start releasing their New Year, New Me promotions, and it kind of convinces us all that 2024 is going to be our year to get our dream bodies, I wanted to talk about body image, diet culture, our obsession with being thin, my obsession with thinness, society's obsession with thinness, and just nice, light topics like that. Let's do the journal prompt jar, shall we? As you can see, whoa, the journal prompt jar is getting low. And what I've learned about you guys from yesterday's Q&A is that the only way I can get you to respond to me is through threats. And so if you don't submit a prompt for the check-in jar through the link in the description to this episode, I will ruin your Christmas because I will come to your house and toilet paper it. And so you'll spend your Christmas undoing the damage that I've made to your house rather than enjoying your Christmas. And so it's up to you. I don't make the rules, okay? I I just share what might happen and you get to decide whether that happens or not. So if you want to ruin your Christmas and you want to be responsible for ruining your entire family's Christmas... That's fine. If not, you guys know where to go. Okay, check in for the morning. Oh, okay. This is very new year, new me. Picture the thing you're working on right now. It's six months later and you failed. Why? Picture the thing you're working on right now. It's six months later and you failed. Why? Okay, why have I failed? So I guess the thing that I'm working on right now is more than anything, the We're All Like Other Girls brand. It's six months later and I failed. So failure, I suppose for this one, you kind of have to decide what failure looks like. And I think failure for this would be stopping doing it, like not continuing to try and build this as a brand. What would the reason be that it failed? It would be getting in my own head. It's very easy for me to get in my own head about whether I should even be doing this at all, whether this is a completely pointless endeavor, whether people actually care whether i 'm good enough to be doing this, blah blah blah, tell as old as time we 've been here before, but I think if I failed, if I had to put a reason to why this brand would fail, the main reason would be myself it wouldn 't be through lack of being a great brand or through any external circumstances apart from the fact that I would get in my own head so much that I would stop doing it and it wouldn't even, it wouldn't consciously look like me deciding to stop doing it. It would be, I get in my head and get so so in my head that I find some way to justify stopping it like oh I need to do something else or something else has come up and I would find a justification for it but the root of me stopping would be insecurity and fear. So happy Christmas! (laughs) Done. Let's talk about body image. If you hate your body or you feel insecure about your body in any way you have to know that it is by design that you feel that way. Let's just like jump straight into it because one of you commented saying I need to get more to the point in a quicker way. Here's my main point. This is the TLDR. It is by design that you feel insecure about your body. It has been designed, manufactured in a laboratory, metaphorically, that you hate your body because do you know what happens when you hate your body? You spend money to change things we have been conditioned by the media by society by the trillion dollar beauty industry to hate our bodies to find insecurities within our bodies to think that our bodies are imperfect and to believe that we need to change them to feel better about ourselves even as i'm saying that there are so much nuance that's coming up in my mind about this yes we're being conditioned because it is a trillion dollar industry that we will buy into and we will support and we will help continue to thrive if we hate our bodies because we want to buy things and invest in things to change them and manipulate our bodies so we can feel better about ourselves. That is one thing. It has been embedded so deeply into our society that we now see skinny privilege everywhere. And skinny privilege is a product of this kind of conditioned hatred that we have for our bodies. It is undeniable. That if you are skinny and have a conventionally attractive and acceptable body shape that society has deemed as acceptable, you have access to privileges and you are treated differently than someone who does not have that. And it has helped me so much personally in my kind of development from absolutely despising my body, very disordered eating, an obsession with being thin and counting calories. It helps me so much to always come back to the fact that it is not my belief system, even though I feel like it. And even though sometimes, you know, when you wake up and you look in the mirror and you're like, God, I wish this was different. You go to the gym because you want to change things about yourself. It helps me to always come back to the point that This is not how I feel. This is not an innate belief. This is not true to who I am. This is a conditioned response by design. We have been manipulated to think and believe so fully that it feels like an innate belief that our bodies need to be thin and fit this kind of structure and stature that is deemed acceptable. And that is not our beliefs. That is by design. This is obviously for both genders. Like men have. Pressure to look a certain way as well. But if you think of the beauty industry, the beauty industry is predominantly female products and tailored to women, the marketing, the media, all of it. It is all targeted towards women. The bedrock of the beauty industry, this is not a hot take, but the bedrock of the beauty industry is women disliking how they look and wanting to change how they look to Feel a certain way about themselves. And the reason we feel a certain way about ourselves by changing our looks is because we have been conditioned into thinking changing our look to that certain way is inherently better. To go even further into it and kind of unpack even more in my mind, this is like the stream of consciousness I go down when I start to feel insecure about my body. It helps me to remember that in the way that it is by design and the beauty industry wants us to feel a certain way about our bodies and they want us to desire a certain look that means that they can also change that design and we've seen this different body shapes and styles and aesthetics and looks come into fashion it's like trendy it used to be very very in to want to be supermodel Kate Moss level skinny and so you used to want to have no hips, no bums, super straight frame. Then it kind of changed into everyone wanting this like curvy body, the Kim K, the BBL. Again, this is all not brand new groundbreaking information, but when I'm feeling insecure, when I feel the pressures to change my body, it helps me to remind myself that the way that we want to look is like a fleeting desire based on what the media want us to consume. And so if they want us to invest in BBLs, they're going to make being curvy really, really attractive. And so, if we constantly strive to have a certain body based on the norm and the trends that are going on at the moment we will never feel enough and so it is just this impossible standard and on top of that now we kind of have this resurgence of self-love and accepting our bodies and body neutrality and body positivity which obviously in and of itself is very positive but then we have this extra pressure because not only do we have the pressure to look a certain way but then there's the pressure from the other side to reject those norms and to not want to look a certain way. So there's pressure from both sides and you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If you are overweight and you don't have a conventionally attractive body, there's pressure to change it. If you want to have the conventionally attractive body, then there's this pressure to love your body and to not care about how you look and feel self-love and body neutrality. A tale as old as time It is an impossible standard that we will just never adhere to. So much of it, I would even hedge my bets to say, All of it is not even us, it is just the way that we've been conditioned and manipulated by the beauty industry, the media, society, patriarchal standards, all to try and make us fit a certain agenda. My personal relationship to this... I have done both ends of the spectrum. I went through, uh, I mean, it wasn't really a phase. It was kind of 10 years of my life and I still battle with this in kind of more subtle ways now. But the obsession to be thin and the obsession to look a certain way from the ages of about 16 to 20, I was obsessed with how I looked. Calorie counting, restriction, tracking all of my macros, tracking every single thing that I was eating, manipulating the way that my body looked. Everything I did was directed towards looking a certain way, and that certain way was being thin. And there's a few things I want to say on that. And the first thing is, I don't know if it's like body dysmorphia or maybe just everybody feels like this, but it's very, very hard to have an objective view on what you look like. Because I look back at photos from when I was. 17 and I think I looked absolutely tiny like I was so skinny but at the time, I felt the same as I feel now. And I felt I felt overweight and I felt like I really needed to be smaller. And then I look back at times when I was in Australia and Australia was kind of the first time where I stopped dieting, let go of the idea of dieting. I started my first Instagram account and it was called self-love, not six-packs. And so I was really, really deep into the kind of self-love, wanting to love my body phase. I look back at those photos and I was probably like the biggest weight I've ever been, but I didn't feel that way. What I think is really interesting is if you read the book, Psycho-Cybernetics, it talks about self-image and the whole book is about self-image and how the way that we see ourselves and the way that we view ourselves in our minds affects the way that we view ourselves outwardly. And again, not groundbreaking information. Women will have nose jobs to change their noses. And it is objective truth that they have their nose changed in surgery to look a certain way. And they come out of this plastic surgery and everything's done, they heal, and they feel like they look the same. Even when they look at two photos, they think that they look the same in the two photos, even when objectively They are obviously different because they've had surgery to change their faces because it is less about your physical attributes and more about the way you see yourself. And so if you see yourself as someone who is overweight, if you see yourself as someone who looks a certain way, regardless of how your outward body looks you will likely still see yourself the way that you see yourself in your mind. And so when I have been at my smallest, I felt, especially when I was in my very disordered eating phase, when I was at my smallest, I felt the biggest. And I kind of resent even talking about this because in this way, I feel like it almost suggests that smaller was better and bigger was not better. And I obviously don't feel that way or I'm working to not feel that way because again this is such an conditioned belief and I'm still conditioned by it it feels like an innate belief that being bigger is inherently worse and so I kind of I struggle to talk about this and I've put off talking about this topic for a while I don't know how to be neutral because our beliefs are so ingrained that it almost makes it hard to be neutral or being neutral has been has never been something we've been taught. And like I said, there is privileges and benefits to being a conventionally attractive body shape. Doors are opened for you if you have this kind of conventionally attractive body, and that is undeniable. And it's so hard because I feel myself, you know, it's like coming to the new year and I'm like, oh, I would like to be fitter. I would like to be more toned. Why? I want to look a certain way, whether it is through conditioning or just by desire. It is by conditioning and by design. I know that I can't stop myself or maybe I can, but it feels like you can't stop yourself from wanting the things that you want. And so if I want to like change my body and tone up a little bit, then I feel conceited and I feel the pressure to not want that because I know deep down that that is by design and by desiring that and wanting to manipulate my body and change my body to fit a certain aesthetic and to look a certain way, I know that I am playing a part in the problem. It's so confusing and it's so hard. Unpacking and dismantling conditioning within yourself is such a challenge. I also think, and I learned this through years and years of studying nutrition not professionally, but learning about nutrition, learning about food and then going vegan. I learned a lot about food and how a lot of the information we're kind of fed about food and diet and calories and all of those things is also lies. And again, is manipulation to make us feel a certain way about different types of foods so that we buy other things in the same way that people used to think smoking was good for you because there were marketing campaigns about how smoking is good for you so that people would buy cigarettes. The narrative that carbohydrates make you fat, no they don't. The narrative that fat makes you fat, no it doesn't I think educating myself really helped and maybe it would help you as well again but don't become obsessive about it see there is no there's no happy medium in this because as soon as you start looking into these things you start like the more information you have you're like oh I could apply this and be thin and then that would like solve all my problems because society wants me to be thin god it's so complicated and the thing is like back to that kind of privilege the skinniest that I've ever been and every time I look smaller I remember when I was 17 deep deep Obsession with being thin, binge eating disorder, such a low calorie intake. I don't know how I wasn't passing out. I remember constantly being complimented. You look so good, you look so well, you're so thin, your body is so good. Obviously that feels good. And so because it is so embedded into our culture or not culture, it's so embedded into our current society, that being thin is like the pinnacle of success. That is like the ultimate goal. As soon as you are looking like slightly smaller of a person, everyone's like jumping down your throats, trying to compliment you. But that is so negative because it affirms to you that if I'm smaller, I get more compliments. If I'm smaller, people like me more. And so it is this vicious cycle. Oh my God, being a woman is so tiring. Being a person is so tiring. I'm tired. I don't want this anymore. This is not what I signed up for. Meltdown aside though, I really do feel like I have gotten to this place where I'm kind of in the middle. I was super disordered eating, obsessed with being thin, being thin was the only thing that mattered. Then I went complete on the other side, rejection of all of that. And now I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I think we as women and men as well, but at the moment it is women, like Harry, I speak directly to you. We have so many pressures on us to be a certain way be thin but not too thin, have a bum but don't have any leg fat, have perfectly airbrushed skin but don't wear makeup. Everything that we have to do has a counter and a caveat for something else that we have to do and it is just as impossible standard. Now not only do I have to look a certain way but I also have to not want to look a certain way and I also have to reject that because that is a conditioning through the media and I don't want to be a little sheeple so I have to look a certain way but then if I look a certain way I have to look another certain way. I just don't want it to be another thing for us. to worry about but I also know that this is something that most people worry about the idea of our bodies and wanting to change our bodies and look a certain way is I would say in like the top three worries of most women who spend a lot of time on the internet and then obviously god that like social media I haven't even mentioned is a huge part of it the way we view ourselves the way that everyone seems fucking perfect that is not brand friendly Polly but I wanted to leave you with a few things that I've done to kind of overcome my obsession with being thin because I think it can take over your whole life. And I see people day in, day out, particularly around like Christmas time where Christmas is so focused around food. You know, mince pies, Christmas pudding, your advent calendars every day, hot chocolates, mulled wine, whipped cream or marshmallows on your hot chocolate. It's like Christmas is so centered around food. And so I think this can be like the worst time of year to have insecurities about your body. Like if you already have insecurities about your body, feel like you look a way that you don't want to look if you want to look a different way, If you already have fear around food or calorie counting, gaining weight, regardless of whether it is a conditioned response by the media and regardless of whether you know that it is by design and you know that it is, you've been conditioned to feel this way and it's not actually real. Even if you know that, it doesn't stop it from being a challenge. I've made a little list of a a few things that really help me. Brainwash yourself with social media in a good way. Haven't really talked about social media, but you can, especially TikTok, change your algorithm to help you let go or start letting go of the idea that every perfect body is a thin body. Start a new TikTok account. It can be your regular one, but it depends how much you scroll because the more you've been on TikTok, the harder it is to change your algorithm. Start a brand new account and just spend some time, spend like an hour following self-love accounts or even just like plus-size models plus size people, normal size bodies or bodies that aren't, bodies that don't affirm to you that you need to be different. Bodies that look like yours and just normal looking bodies, okay? Comment to death. Like them, comment on them, save them, watch them all the way through. Create a TikTok account specifically to help you unbrainwash yourself and then just scroll through it. You love scrolling anyway, I know you do and it's Christmas so you're probably going to be scrolling a little bit more you can use social media to start brainwashing yourself and reconditioning yourself out of an obsession with being thin. So instead of following just tiny little people that affirm to you that you need to change your body and make you want to sign up to the gym every time you see a post of theirs, follow people and surround yourself with people and narratives that your body doesn't need to be like that. I did this for a very, very long time and I didn't even realise it helped until quite recently to be honest I have realized that being thin has kind of stopped being my number one desire and I truly believe that was through just stopping consuming tiny little models people who had six packs people or like even like gym accounts I only recently started following again because consuming content like that was affirming to myself that I needed to look different and so stop doing that like you're in control of that there are some things that are in control of and that is one of them do not let people talk about calories now I feel like my family now I every time anyone brings up calories which is all the time around Christmas time particularly I say can we not talk about calories I say calories don't matter calories are not the only important thing why does it even matter every time someone talks about calories I make sure to make a point of how I don't want to talk about it how I don't find it comfortable I don't like I don't like hearing about it I know that feels awkward But now I've conditioned my family into not complaining about calories. It makes me feel triggered. My experience with calorie counting was so detrimental to my well-being. I don't want to hear about calories anymore. I find it uncomfortable. I don't think it's important. I think calories just make food stressful. We equate calories with health and that is not true at all. I just don't want to hear it, okay? I don't want to hear about how many calories are in your food. And so start calling people out. Like the more you call people out and the more you tell people it's uncomfortable, the less they'll use it. And it's just better for everyone. Call people out when they use terminology or they say things that don't make sense. Oh, I'm going to be naughty and have a a chocolate with my dinner. Why is it naughty? It's Christmas. Why is it naughty? It's just a chocolate. Just start calling out that type of behavior. Not in an aggressive way. But if you start playing with the idea of talking about it, the more you talk about it and the more you break it down, the less... I think the less power it has over you, maybe. Because I used to not eat chocolate at all because I was afraid. I was afraid I would get fat if I had a single chocolate. Now... I'm a chocolate queen. Queen, I love chocolate. Something that really helped me and going vegan helped me a lot with this and it is prioritizing health over calories. Prioritizing healthy food, whole foods, not necessarily over Christmas, like everyone's gonna eat stuff over Christmas. And just in general, like you're allowed to have takeaways. You're allowed to have unhealthy food, but prioritize your health. So have something, even if something is high in calories, again, who cares? Calories do not equate health. Something that I really like is, I do not know who does this, but it's the Daily Dozen. It's basically a list of like 12 things or a dozen things that are super healthy that you should have every day and that can really promote like health and a good gut, a good gut biome, everything like that. So whenever I find myself like getting a little bit stressed about dieting or like if I'm eating too much or I start to feel like afraid about calories again, which comes up for me still, I go back to the Daily Dozen and I think, okay, for the day, I'm going to try and get all of this stuff in. And it's just reframing food away from calories and diet culture and away from using food as a way to change my body into allowing food to be the thing that makes me feel a certain way you know if I eat all of the if I eat this daily dozen it's going to make me feel really good and I'm going to live longer and it's better for my cells and it's better for my gut just like reframing and trying over time to change the way that you view food and viewing it as almost as a fuel and a Vehicle to support your health and your happiness rather than something that you can use to change your body. I don't know if that was particularly groundbreaking. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I wonder if I've even said a single thing that I was kind of interesting or wanted to say. It's such a big topic. It's also such a thing that I'm still untangling myself out of its web. And so, yeah, it's kind of a hard topic to talk on. I find this is definitely one of the more triggering topics that I've talked about and that I still find somewhat triggering, but I hope that was supportive. If you got to the end of this episode and you're still here, comment what you're most excited to eat for Christmas what are you most excited to eat for Christmas I am most excited to eat do you know I am a Christmas pudding gal and also a Christmas cake gal you know like the cake with marzipan and icing over oh I love that so much I'm also gonna do a vegan cheese order soon I'm excited to eat that I'm excited for my sister and I are gonna do hot chocolates with cream and marshmallows on top for Christmas day breakfast before we go to our family's house I'm excited for a lot of food this year for Christmas. Let me know what you're most excited for. Maybe I'll add it to my repertoire. Love you so much. See you tomorrow. Happy Bombers.